Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. Bitch, you don't have a quote. I'm Zane C. Weber. <laughs> uh, I've always liked that word, gargantuan. I'm Shane Anderson. You and I have unfinished business. I'm Andrew Shostler. And today we are reviewing Volume 2 of Kill Bill. Starring Uma Thurman, Lucy Liu, Vivica A. Fox, or Vivica A. Fox, Daryl Hannah, David Carradine, Michael Madsen, Julie Dreyfus, Chiaki Kuriyama, Shinichi Chiba, Chiaki Lu, Michael Parks, Michael Brown, and Jun Kunimura. Ah, directed and written by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> So, Seb and Alex are still away and dead to me. So, I have my wonderful and better replacement, Shane Anderson. Hello, from hello. From Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. And Andrew Schossler. From A New World Order. There we go. And so, I chose a really political film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kill Bill, Volume 2. It's very polarizing. And uh, politics are polarizing at the moment. Ergo, <laughs> it's political. I, I think Volume Two was polarizing at the time. I think it's less polarizing now. I still encounter people who who react as badly as they do to the fourth season of Arrested Development, and they react like that to Kill Bill Two. Really? Yeah. Uh, they need to. And check they're wrong themselves. in both <laughs> cases. <laughs> they're wrong in both cases. I think anyway. Yeah, so we're talking about uh, Kill Bill 2. We did Kill Bill 1 last week. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. Um, Very good. I gushed a lot. And I'm going to continue that trend into this (laughs) review. So uh, fair warning, everyone. So we start off with production notes. Does anyone have any any tidbits about, um, about this film? So oh, yeah. F- oh, I do. Oh, uh, no, but- <laughs> uh, I, 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 I did not just research these <laughs> before, between the recording of the intro. Um, uh, interesting note, which I didn't know this before, is that the fight between Elle Driver and the bride, which was originally intended to be much more extravagant like the Oranishi fight, and then he completely changed his mind after watching a screening of Jackass the yes. movie yeah. at the Alamo <laughs> draft house and he completely changed his mind i think it's i it to me i can't imagine it being big because i like the I, the close quartersness of it all is what makes that fight so good yeah. they keep getting kicked into walls and honestly just- that that choice is such a great juxtaposition from first film to second film yeah yeah uh the like is why i think that these two films are such a great text put together yeah because the second part really answers the first part and that's probably because they were written as one text and then yeah. split and i totally stole when i was doing my movie i was i i had a scene where someone's getting drowned in a sink and i really wanted the shot from up inside the sink and i kept telling my cinematographer and he was like wait wait like i couldn't he couldn't quite picture it. i'm like you've seen that shot in movies before and i and i found it in kill bill <laughs> i just took the screenshot i sent it over to him i'm like that 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 but uh it, it's funny that fight scene won 
the MTV Awards for Best Fight really? that wow. year. And Uma Thurman did not accept because Uma Thurman and Daryl Hannah do not get along. Oh, really? come on. To the to the point that like uh, at the after parties of, of the movies, they like they say literally uh, they instructed hotel people to like, can we just set up so we don't have to interact at all? And that would be great. Thank you very much. What do we know diva. the story behind yeah. that? Uh, no, it, it, it's mentioned in, in on IMDb, but they don't go into any details. I feel so like I, I knew that there was a rivalry there, and they didn't like each other. <laughs> I mean, um, they're both similar. Like if you were to put them in, along a casting line, they're similar. They'd go for the same roles, so you'd, it has to be something to do with something a in the generation part. between them, though. Ish, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they're both over the yeah. age of 30, as far as Hollywood's concerned, <laughs> they're like 80 years old, you know. And I think but that, that's also played into in the movie is that Daryl Hannah's character, Elle, is the replacement for right. yeah. the bride yeah. um, who, who who ran away from Bill. So, yeah, that, that's that's interesting. So, But also Volume 1 won Best Fight the year before as well, with the Go-Go Fight. How about that them? one? Yeah, that one. Huh. So I don't I'm not sure. Like it's the MTV Awards. So yeah, yeah, like yeah. grain of salt, but you know, it was like it was the most popular, so let's give it an award. Hmm. I yeah. think that's how MTV awards go. Yeah. You, you vote, you vote. <laughs> I voted several times to try and boost things. It's weirdly though how much more Wait, so you you voted several times? Yeah. <laughs> you can. Um, you can vote okay, several well, times. Even bigger grain of But salt. what's interesting is like just recently the MTV Movie Awards kind of diversified like Moonlight was given like Best Kiss and you're like, oh, that's weirdly progressive for MTV and like they were nominating like really tiny like British films. You're just kind of like, huh, that's... You wouldn't expect that when, you know, like the fucking Academy Awards ignored those yeah. movies over <laughs> it. It's, it's a weird world we're living in. It's a weird world. Um, another piece of interesting trivia, only three people die in this whole movie mm. as yeah. opposed to the, the veritable the massacre. massacre. And again, I think a really nice counterbalance yeah. um, in, I mean, the, in the differences between the two. So who, who, oh, who dies in this one? Bud. Bud not killed by uh, B by Beatrix. Yeah. Bud no, killed by the Black Mamba though. Uh, L is never acknowledged as dead at the end mm. of the at the end of the film. There's a question mark. Uh, her, she, her, she her name is, isn't she crossed is out. Left in there with the Black Mamba. Uh, so it's, it's, it's there are it's, some it's very on on screen. No, there are some very <laughs> wide gaps in that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> One of them is used by, by B to check that he's that Bud is yeah. in his chair. That snake is not staying in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um and then I got uh what did I write? Uh oh last week we talked about it but then I realized it's for this one the whole Yuki's revenge plot was the source of the bit so the sister of Gogo Yubari played by the actress that I really liked in Battle Royale her, her actual revenge plot was in Primarily in Kill Bill Two, and then yeah, that's what because uh-huh. he's meant to have. She destroyed the pussy wagon, is why the pussy wagon didn't appear in the second. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, there you go. So it was as a flashback after she had killed um, Vanita Green. Uh, Yuki basically got her. That way. The story that I heard was that one day Quentin took it home and then just never brought it back it's to set. His, it's well, in his driveway. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> he was driving it around during the the screening of this for yeah. publicity. Yeah, he just likes that car, I think. <laughs> so it was like for publicity and in yes, commas. of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's interesting as a juxtaposition to number one. The opening sequence of Kill Bill Two is is a black and white 
writer's scene, but it's not this violent as you think it's it's a, just a total dialogue scene yep, that precedes it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it's like the full technically it's timing wise, it's the first reel of the the whole first reel of the movie, the first fifteen minutes or so are in black and white. Yeah. Which is interesting. It works though. Oh yeah, yeah. But they, they colour her eyes, don't they? Her eyes are like coloured to look yes. blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're paying that much attention, yes, they are. <laughs> well, getting uh, getting back to um, Quentin Tarantino's quest for authenticity um, <laughs> that we mentioned last he week, actually plucked out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the I was I was surprised to learn the brothel scene um, yep. is is a genuine Mexican brothel, and all the extras real, are the prostitutes. Real prostitutes. Yeah. Wait, which yeah. brothel scene is this? Where uh, where, where she meets Esteban. Yeah, who, okay, who's yeah, going yeah, to give yeah, up yeah, uh, Bill, yeah. Bill's location? Who himself was originally. Um, slated to be played by uh, Ricardo. Ricardo Montalban, <laughs> but he couldn't make the table read. Michael Parks sat in for him, and Quentin said, "You're it. That's so, I, uh, I love the read." Note to all the actors out there: get to the table <laughs> reads because it's not too late for you to be. Replaced. Oh, Han Solo yeah. was cast because of a table read. Um, the third, the third death is Pai Mei. The third on-screen death is Pai Mei. Ah, of course, yes, she yes, is yes. seen dying. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, that scene. Oh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> the, 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 the Mexican cartel scene is an interesting one. And on Pai Mei, I was also surprised to learn I didn't spot it. Played by the same actor who plays Johnny Moe. Yes. In the yeah. Crazy Eighty Eight scene from the start, the guy, yeah, the guy who rushes yeah. in after you know she kills six of them or something, yeah. and all the motorcycles uh, yeah, uh, yeah, heard yeah, in yeah. the background, and he runs in and rah! Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Same, same, yeah. same actor who and played Pai Mei brilliantly. Yeah, and originally. Um, the Pai Mei sequence was going to be yeah. him, <laughs> him speaking in Cantonese and Quentin Tarantino supplying the dub job over in English. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, he got rid of that though, and I yeah. think that's a, that was a good choice. Tar- Tarantino was going to play Pai Mei himself. Yeah, was he? Yeah. I think for a very oh short <laughs> short period before yeah. you know he said he's no, like, no, no, oh, no, I have to do physical work. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> maybe not. The interesting thing about Pai Mei is that he's based on. Pac-Mei, um, P-A-K-M-E-I, the originator of the white eyebrow kung fu technique. Now, this is just... So this isn't from a film. This is a genuine person. Uh, is this from Master of the yes. Flying Guillotine? <clears throat> Guillotine? Sorry. So according to legend, Pac-Mei was one of the few masters left following the decimation of the Buddhist temples. Right. Um, and he later sold out other masters to save himself and oh. his own um, team, basically. I thought he was a good guy. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not a good guy. Um, so, <laughs> so for this reason, Pac Mei Kung Fu has always been known as the forbidden technique. I see. Yeah. So, and Pac Mei has been a villain in Chinese folklore. So that's why he's training this team of villains. He, and that's why I guess why he doesn't uh, like uh, Hanzo does doesn't hold Bill's. Um, Betrayal right, uh, against him. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, speaking of the deadly vipers, three of them are not actually vipers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Te- not technically vipers. So, uh, the black mamba isn't a viper. It's it's just, it's not not part of the viper family. Um, and Bill himself is called the snake charmer, of course, because he's the leader. But also, L's codename. And he drives a Magusto. Which is Italian for mongoose. Oh, well, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Elle's codename is the California Mountain King Snake, which is 
ridiculously long for a code name. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, but also it's not venomous, uh, but it does eat other snakes, particularly rattlesnakes like uh-huh. the Sidewinder, which was Bud's right. code name. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, even though she killed him with a black mamba, which he uses a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> motherfucking black mamba. <laughs> I should have been motherfucking black mamba. Uh, um, oh, interesting. So, you know, so in the original script, it was a 10-point palm exploding heart technique and it was changed to a five-point palm exploding heart technique for the movie. <laughs> I imagine that sequence would have maybe felt a bit too long. The name is drawn out and when she's actually doing it, it's so not a fast yeah. move to make. It's very, it's very delicate and yeah. has to be done over several seconds. It's not the sort of thing you would... Yeah, you but would, it, it does kind of... Because in the sequence with Pai Mei, you see her... Training with uh, with the pointed hands that she oh, no, I, uses I, to pluck out her eye. Yes, but then she uses that again for the exploding heart technique. Yes, so it's kind no. of like you know, it's, it's it's interesting how that kind of ties back in. Wow. Seeing it without, but yes, it's you know ridiculously drawn out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, movie uh, baby. Oh yeah. Are you, are you, no, are you done? Nothing else. You done? No more production notes. No, no, no. I mean, there's, you you could go on forever with. You know all the little tidbits and things, but they're certainly the the, the highlights. The- so, um, I just want to say, in the film's first test screening in Austin, five minutes standing ovation. Wow! Yeah, just gonna say that to all the haters out there. Volume two, five minutes standing ovation. Just shut up. <laughs> Why would anybody hate it? I can understand because it's, it's so different. Yeah, yeah. I can understand not not liking it. Just ugh, I'm not interested. Done. But why would you hate? Because because they went they love number one's like very hyperkinetic attitude, and number two is anything but that. And that that's what I do. They say it's nowhere near as good as the first one. The first one has so action packed, and the second one's not. I'm like that's the point. Yeah. It's the same. It's not like a sequel. It's not a sequel in that sense. It's volume two. It's part two of well, the, a continuous. The drama in the first one is, is is with the fights. In the second one, it's all about the talking. The, the talking, yeah. explaining explaining the characters, the, the, their motivations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. But people don't get that. They just want, they see something that they like and they just want to over and over and over again. And that's how we get a piece of shit like Rogue One. Now, <laughs> <laughs> too true. Yes. Oh, thank, you don't like it either? I hated it. Thank I'm high-fiving you right <laughs> now because everyone else like it's the no, best film since Empire. No, like, fuck God, off. it was so boring <laughs> and unnecessary. Said that it's the best film since literally Empire? everyone. Uh, everyone. Or there critics, are three people at this table who haven't said that. Critics, so. other filmmakers, critics, other idiots, <laughs> it, some other idiots, it, other than it, those idiots. It's baffling how much <laughs> people love that movie. No. I'm yet to hear your opinion on Last Jedi, but I can tell you that I hated that too. <gasps> Get, right, out, get out! Get out! <laughs> oh, oh, no, I see. No, oh, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But anyway, oh. this is different. Well, Kill Bill. We have. We, <laughs> yeah. All right, Kill Bill. We'll so do. second Shall take on the Last <laughs> Jedi. Are we, are we doing that one again? Shall we? Uh, we've already done that. We'll we'll get yeah. you. We'll, we'll yeah. get you in for a, a, po- a post credit scene. A supplemental. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So movie baby. Movie babies. Um, I'm, I'm, oh, oh sorry. No, no I, I just want to say I'm 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 sticking with Count of Monte Cristo and Robocop. Simply because they both also have very intense 
um, uh, backstory, um, uh, character development moments in them that this uh, that this part of Kill Bill is is all about. Okay, I've got the good, the bad, and the ugly because a lot of this movie is not fight scenes; it's standoffs ah, almost, yes. and then Pulp Fiction. Because oh. the dialogue, I know it's like oh, okay. it's cheating okay. a little bit, but it's because it's all the do- everyone sits down to talk, and that's where the tension's created. It's not created in the action of it, and so yeah, and it's much like I find Kill Bill Two is so much more of a western. I think then, I mean, other than Tarantino's outright westerns, it's the most western thing he'd done okay. up until he did Django. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me, this movie is 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 so much more talky it's very hard to not put other tarantino stuff on this film in, in, like uh, in the movie babies like it could be reservoir dogs where it's just kind of people examining each other's kind of motivations and what's going on and what's yeah. happened and what's going to happen but it, it kind of has to be pulp fiction because it is the kind of people sitting <laughs> yeah. down yeah. mixed in um and i even though it, the action i kind of want to put old boy on there, yeah, yeah, um, but not the Spike Lee one. No, 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 no. Just because of the really contained fighting, like yeah, the hallway fight in Old Boy, yeah, is very the this the the trailer home fight is very reminiscent yeah. of that okay. for me. Um, even though it is a very different fight scene, very different structure. It's kind of the only real outright fight scene in this one, isn't it? <sighs> the only real outright, like you're expecting a big one at the end and you don't get it. And I like spoiler alert, but I think that's one of the best things about yeah, this. The movie. best decisions in it was yeah. to make the, it's, it's the thing it's building up to is the, is the discussion. It, yeah. And it's, then it's kill like, Bill. It's called kill Bill. And so yeah. you're waiting for the scene where she kills Bill and she promises that at the beginning of the movie. She's like, and then when it comes yeah. to the thing, I'm going to yeah. kill Bill and, and all that kind of stuff. And to give you that much of a build up, you need to, subvert that i mm. think and there's just, there's no big fight scene but there most definitely is a climax yeah yes yeah. yeah uh and you're kind of all throughout that you're waiting for something to happen um and that's again one of tarantino's i liked gifts. it i liked how yeah. drawn out it was yeah um and also i kind of wanted to put memento on the on the babies just because there is a lot of again like examination of who's done what to whom when and why yes. yeah um but I think Memento is is a bit separate, yeah. Then it's because it's very linear, uh, in the in the sense of like leading to a point. Memento is kind of like I'm just along for the ride, <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, right. it's it's interesting that you both had the same films in both weeks, uh, Pulp Fiction in this oh, one, yes, and yes. Uh, Fistful of Dollars for for I think part, part because one. we're both Tarantino fans, yeah. we're pretty aware of where he's coming from and what he's <laughs> yes. pulling from, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could have gone a Western, but like, I guess True Grit, maybe? That, even though that was after after Kill Bill, you could yeah. put that. But even, yeah, even so. <laughs> even so. Um, all right. So. Tweet uh, Nopsis. Tweet Nopsis. Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Long drive to Bill's Hive. <laughs> <laughs> You know, tweets can be more than five words. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like to be succinct. <laughs> yeah, no, good. I approve. Um, I didn't really do one, um, and I just thought of one that sounds a little bit more suggestive, so I'm going to change it. Uh, uh, let's sit down and have a war of words now. 
Kill Bill 2. Hashtag Kill Bill 2. <laughs> Remember that cliffhanger that you entirely forget about until the cliffhanger in yeah. this movie? <laughs> yeah. Hashtag BB. Bless her heart. Which is short for BB, Beatrix and yeah. Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It has to be. Otherwise it makes no sense. You just can't call Susan. <laughs> like he's your daughter Susan. But he's called Bill. And it's interesting that like the villain, this ultimate villain, his name is Bill. Like when you think about that, it's really absurd. I mean, technically his name's William. Well, it's, it's just a name. Like but everyone's else. like Beatrix and L Driver and he's just Bill. <laughs> but also Bill rhymes with kill. So yeah. it certainly does. That's I think that's why he's <laughs> called Bill. Uh, all right. So good or bad? What are we talking about? Oh, let's let's start with the bad. Let's the bad. start with the bad. What's the bad? Um, I find the it's the sequence we at the at the brothel always grabs me as just feeling like it's from a different movie. It's not a bad scene. It's not it's very well performed. It's very well written. It just always strikes me as like the movie stops to do it and then continues on, as opposed to every other kind of scene when they mm. sit down to talk. It's not the sitting down to talk, it's that it's just so it's such a departure. And it's filmed in a different way. Yeah. And it doesn't really add anything into the actual plot. It 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 exposits a few things about Bill. It exposits a few things about this world. But of every scene in these two movies, this is the one that is kind of like, I see what you're doing, but I feel like other parts have been cut out that make this stand yeah. out mm-hmm. now. So maybe probably the the Yuki's revenge or whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a pretty integral part to this one. Yeah, or, or some yeah something where like he this guy is actually sending men after uh, yeah. after the bride to protect Bill. Yeah, um, or something like that because you kind of if it starts out really tense and then it gets pretty familial very quickly. <laughs> um, and the whole scene could be completely. Um, re- replaced by a few words of dialogue. Yeah. yeah. You already know that uh, Beatrix is Bill's favourite. And yeah. then, oh, by the way, I, you know, Bill's location was given up by Esteban, his, his yeah. previous yeah. whatever. Yeah, like collected father's figures. You see her walking yeah. out of a burning brothel and that's that. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I it. mean, it, and- it, it could be that simple. But would you cut it out? <sighs> no. Would you, would you not I have wouldn't. this scene? Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, because I think the one person that we have not learned enough about in these two movies is Bill. Yeah. Um, and even when he has his monologue at the end, we learn a lot about where he is now. We don't learn a lot about his journey. And I think a little bit more of that would have uh, probably, it wouldn't have added anything to the bride's story. It would have added a little more to the world building. But again, at this point, I don't think that's really like it. And then the last 10 minutes of, of the second film is not when you should be world building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then again, this is Tarantino. <laughs> then again, it's Tarantino. So. If anyone could get away with it, he could. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, the one thing that I disliked about this movie is that there were not four on screen deaths. That club owner needed to die. Which club oh. owner? The one Bud's, that wouldn't Bud's let Bud simple, wear his yeah. hat. Oh, yeah. I know why he's there, but like, Someone should have killed him. Why? Um, 
He's a businessman. He's taking care of business. <laughs> but is bad for business. <laughs> uh, and he needs to be taught a lesson. Not, he's not only a businessman. And it's and no. it's not the way he it's not that he's treating Bud poorly. Like Bud is a bad guy. I don't feel sorry for Bud. I feel I feel like that this is a like the only time that we see someone unjustifiably being a dick. Like everyone else who is a bad person in this movie is a bad person with honour. This is a bad person without honour and he doesn't die. You think so? Mm. Mm. Like he's literally doing blow off a hooker's breast, leg, I don't know, something. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's on a little, you know, hand mirror thing on his table. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like he gets so much to say with no kind of justification. He's just there to tell us that Bud is a no one. And yeah. out of everyone else who's like head of crime in Tokyo and and yeah. and L who can just summon a suitcase of a million dollars um in in twelve hours. And the nurse is out <laughs> Well, they're they're very well paid assassins. So that's that, yeah, that, 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 that part is believable. Sitting yeah. there doing nothing. But that he um, squandered his money, that's what I find very yeah. interesting. And like I mean that, that is or, or, like, or he must have squandered his money. Yeah, too. I like. I don't hold it against the movie. Like, this isn't a reason yeah. not to like the movies. It's kind of like I was really looking forward to watching that guy die, and <laughs> because I think that stands out from every other death in the movie of people who we haven't met who are just dying. Um, someone who actually m- probably deserves something bad to happen. To okay, them. I I disagree yeah. with you. I I don't think he's. Un- unjustified at all. He calls he's Bill out. He's just following orders. No. <laughs> no, he's making orders. No, he, 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 he calls Bud out for a legitimate thing. I've asked you not to wear the hat. You're late. Why are you late? Yeah, this yeah. is getting into a new world order. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty quickly. Very well. <laughs> What's your side on that podcast? You're like the, are you the benevolent dictator? No, he's the anarchic capitalist. Anarchic, anarchic capitalist. Y- yes. Are you the benevolent and dictator? And I've been. No. I I I am I am the communist. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. yeah I've, I would not I've, have picked I've, that for you. I've been described as the guy who presses the feudalism button whenever whenever I have <laughs> the option. On. Early, Early on, on you've, yeah. you you you, you, you have not pr- pressed the feudalism button yeah. <laughs> much ever. Well, <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, kill, kill, kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Uh, another thing, scene that I don't, and everyone kind of loves it. I just. And it's not that I don't love it or love what it says. I just feel like it could have maybe had another draft on it. Is the Superman monologue? It always just it just felt a little off. Not like it's not very big off. It's it still fits. It still works. It still functions how it's meant to function. It just felt like there were better words that weren't in there, and then the words that were in there that should have been taken out. For me, I think that comes down to a conflict between. Carradine's delivery and Tarantino's intent. Yeah, this is I true. think given to a different actor, it would have been a very like if we had Christoph Jack Nicholson as Bill, I don't know what we would have done. <laughs> but if we'd if we'd had any like Kurt Russell or or Mickey Rourke, like like this would have been a very different scene. Yeah. Um Well Bill's Bill's making the point that Beatrix was born great. Well, that she was, yeah, born to be but she, a killer. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. That this is what she's she's really answering her her calling. She didn't yeah. stumble into this. She was destined to to do this. And 
And it very mirrors how on the other, on the opposite end of the same film, it's the discussion about her leaving the life of being yeah. a killer, and so and she's come back as a killer. And yeah. So it, it, it sit. I don't get it. I just so even like, then, the universe didn't let her escape her destiny. No, yeah. no. Uh, it's just always. It's just the, the the precise words that he uses. The bit where he starts making the drink or something in the thing he's just talking about how superman yeah he's not su- you know, he's superman clark kent is the dis- is the, the costume is the yeah. costume um and and, he, and, and and he puts on the costume to blend in yeah yeah, yeah 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 and for me um the issue i have with the dialogue is when they start laboring the motherhood point when like the scene where she finds out she's pregnant like that goes on like maybe twice as long as I feel it should Oh, I love that scene in the hotel room where she's <laughs> yeah. with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really now wish my line at the beginning of this thing was like, not that it matters at this distance, but I'm a fucking surgeon with the shotgun. <laughs> like, I love that. I, I, I love that scene. Just as a scene, I find it really as good. As a scene, it's fine, but it's the first mention of motherhood we've got and, and it requires a really quick pivot from this killer, this, this uber-competent killer suddenly throwing away everything she's ever done, including all her Pai Mei times where, like, she became exactly what Pai Mei needed and wanted yeah. just because she's pregnant. And, like, that that pivot was just a little bit too much for me to accept in the moment. Yeah. Watching, watching it now, like, I can see that, it is accepted as part of this genre and part of the 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 everything that he's referencing that motherhood changes everything. Yeah. And that being a parent is now the biggest and best thing that anyone can ever do. And that is that is what it is. It's interesting that that's <laughs> but a it's theme. The, the first time it's mentioned in yeah. both movies. It's interesting that that's a theme considering that Tarantino still doesn't have kids. Yeah. It's really bizarre. Well, again, it's not. Uh, he tries to do it with the movie that they're watching. Um, uh, when when she's putting so, the child to sleep, the 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 love white lion thing. Yeah, talking about his relationship to his father and, and that kind of parenthood, and and that that is what he's talking about that family above everything else. Yeah. Um, and so that it kind of that eases that hurt or that that glitch in my viewing of of the movie. Yeah. But yeah, it was a really big pivot for me, and I was like, oh. I feel like we're going in the exact opposite direction and now we're back to assassin time and now we're, oh, no, we're back to family. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a, oh, an awkward moment in an otherwise really good film. Yeah. What about right. you? No, I, I, I would agree the, the, the scene that I least like is, 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 is the one where she finds out she's pregnant. Oh, really? Uh, it's, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's not that the movie stops to, to say that because you, you do see – that Beatrix can can be something other than a killer. That mm. she's that she is human after all, and she can be completely completely blindsided by a perfectly you know normal normal occurrence. Yeah, and interesting that she's prepared to kill absolutely anyone except for the yes. life growing inside her. All all of a sudden yeah. she she can't yeah. kill anymore. She can't do it. Yeah, it's a it's a good point, but yeah, probably the least enjoyable scene. It it right. it, it, it seems the it seems funny to say this, but it's the least believable um, uh, character interaction between yeah. between her and the assassin sent, sent yeah, to kill her. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I think if if I was going to improve on this anymore, it would have been one line of dialogue from Pai Mei about family relationships or like relating something to do with 
parent to child just to do with the training. And I think that would have just raised that flag and then you you see it come to fruition later yeah. on. I wonder if in the full text, maybe in the is. full version of it, yeah. maybe it functions. And it's very unlike Tarantino not to set up. not to set something like that up yeah. earlier on, unless he's assuming that all these other references that he's pulling from have already set it up. And, uh-huh. and uh, when I first saw it, I was not as uh, l- film and cinema literate as I am now. So you can kind of see that those are the values that he's pulling into his film. Yeah. Yeah. Any other bad? Mm, not really no, bad. Not really, no. All right, well, let's talk about good. I love Bud. He's good, isn't he? He's such a good character. Yeah. At any time, uh, Matthew Madsen, Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen Michael. is yeah. is on screen. I uh, I melt. I love yeah. I love watching him. I love listening to him. His character is is fantastic. Such a solid yeah uh, solid I would say performance from him. Him and Vanita Green are the two kind of best fully formed characters. Like even Elle, because she's so similar to the bride, you kind yeah. of trying to make yeah. that. Where is she different? Where is she the same? And Orenishi is just so separate from everyone else. <laughs> yeah. um, but for me, Bud is kind of the heart of this film. Um, and he tells you more about the Viper Squad without saying any yeah. words at all than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. And he, he he's sort of the one that I guess breaks the, the honor code in the sense that he anticipates what um, what Beatrix is going to do, how she's going to... And trying, trying to come after him, and he, and he completely he cut. He, like, he really yeah. cuts her down, and you're used to you've just done a whole movie of her kind of coming in and just wreaking havoc, and and then she just walks in and just like a shotgun of rock salt to the chest. Yeah. Yep, it's it's brutal, but it's really cool. And then instead of just giving her a coup de gras with a rock, like he says he could, yeah. he he buries her, her alive. He buries her alive yeah. because, well, either because of what Elle says or because like. Even if it's a, a, a hair's breadth of a chance to survive, he's got to he's going to give it to this fellow warrior who deserves that hair's breadth yeah. chance of survival. Yeah, but doesn't kill her in battle. Doesn't doesn't, kill her in does, battle. doesn't yeah. go go face to face. He puts her in an almost impossible situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 then leaves her leaves her to nature. That's yeah. That's good. It's poetic. It's very <laughs> poetic. And I think that's also the, well that kind of ethos is why. Uh, she doesn't kill L. It's like she refuses to kill her in battle. Like she doesn't deserve it. Well, see, I think I think the the stories both both films are about this honor code. That's what is 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 driving them. Mm. And so she doesn't kill L because punishing her punishing her by plucking out her eye is is more more fitting. Yeah. For her punishment, yeah. I guess. If she did this horrible thing to Pai Mei, who punished her with a plucking eye. Then yeah, she yeah. she also being being betrayed by L was was, yeah. was going to yeah. do exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash her a defiant eye, she'll pluck yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> and so she doesn't need to kill her to get her revenge. That's 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 how she yeah. accomplishes it. Yeah, yeah, because the revenge isn't always just death. Quite Bill so. is the only one who need who needs to die. I guess now. Yeah, I was I was like, oh, well, Ren. it's it's yeah. one of them, and that is and that is what they arrive at. Sitting at that table is like, okay, I can't see any way that this is going to be resolved without a fight and you can't see any way this is going to be resolved without a fight, so I, it's <laughs> going to come down to a fight. So, yeah. 
And Bud too leaves her to die at you know w- with the natural world doing yeah. its doing its thing. He dies by nature's hand, not by yeah, not by, by a, anybody driving a sword a through more. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he's left to die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he dies on screen though, doesn't he? he like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. you know, it takes takes minutes, but it's not you know, L doesn't touch him. He's yeah. you know, yeah. he's, I love he's that. Bitten by I the- love that monologue where she's just describing the effect. Yeah. Are the only people who make literally just like a Wikipedia article, yeah. poetic. <laughs> but it, but it's also like like that for her character is just kind of like okay, so you can't think up things like everyone else is speaking out of their own head and you're literally literally hand wrote yeah. like, I have some notes that I'm going to refer to here um, this is why you're terrible this is a funny joke that I've written so I've always liked that word you know yeah uh, I think that says so much about who she is where she is yeah. just kind of like this this uh this this mediocre replacement of, of, of <laughs> the Beatrice. The bride. Uh, it's so good. Well, shall we talk about the trailer fight? Please. Oh God, yes. I love it. God, yes. I love it. Yeah. The first the first moment I said like, oh, this is going to be good is when L jumps over the counter and rolls across Bud's body. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's never referred to. You just see her no. do that and it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> and I love how she goes to bring out the, the sword, sword like four and, times. And it hits the yeah. wall because it's too wide. Yeah. I love that in compared to in comparison to literally every other fight in the whole of the series, it's even like even the fight with Bill at the end, it's outdoors. It's the most confined fight of yes. all of them. Yeah. I think it's elevated because it's so constricted. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 it's it's much more intense. Yeah, and literally, like walls are are, are being broken through. Like there's yeah. this is this is a it's an unpredictable situation, which make which makes it like yeah. what is going to happen. Um, and then when they <laughs> they both have a sword in the hallway that is just narrow enough for them to stand yeah. in. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how, how well the sword's going to work. <laughs> you, can, you can't swing it. I mean, no, you can so, certainly stab with yeah. it. Yeah. So they, they literally just kind of bring it up in, yeah. in the middle of them. Yeah. But I, also I love about this scene is how evenly the two are matched. Even so when they like both get a little bit of a run up, kick each other and fall back. <laughs> yes. like, and like when they're both trying to push the swords into into the other person's neck yes. and they're yeah. just so evenly matched. Yeah. I think that is something that is only never explicitly stated that L is a replacement or like a copy. But that's why but she's it, a replacement? Yeah. D- it definitely is. And it's only it's only through these textual clues where you get no exposition where pretty much everything else is exposited. Yeah. Um at so least at least once. So is that why Elle goes to kill Beatrix in, in the first one? Because she's not doing it on Bill's orders. No, she's doing it on Bill's orders and then Bill changes his mind. Ah okay. Yeah. That I that I misunderstood because I, I I assumed that she was doing it on her own. And it just now made sense that if she's the replacement that of course you would Yeah kill Beatrix so that you finalise yeah. the, the, well, that's why the she process. Wants it. I mean, she doesn't want to not do it and she's he's like, you don't owe her shit, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the first one on the phone. Um, and yeah, she calls Bill and Bill calls her off because, again, like Bud, it's okay. like, look, if she can survive this, then she deserves a chance. Yeah. Uh, so is that, that honour code? And Elle doesn't have it, which is why she loses her eye. Yeah. Both eyes. Both eyes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that that was that was my my point about the club owner 
is that this sort of unjustifiable badness has been punished in the nurse and the trucker. Uh-huh. In the beginning one, and yes. then it's yeah. not in yeah. this one. Yeah. But again, they were acting against the bride, and he was acting against Bud. So maybe that is that. Yeah, but the the, the trucker, you mean the 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 nurse? Yeah, fuck. yeah, yeah. I mean, he not only rapes her, but yeah. then invites other people to uh, to do it. Whereas the, the club owner is just he's he's yeah. just protecting his own interest. He's not going after Bud. He's not being a cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But why show that? Like you, you, you can kind of get the idea of where Bud is at without giving a five-minute monologue to this guy. It's so entertaining, though. It is entertaining. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a Tarantino monologue, so it's it's fun to watch. But I'm like, when when taking it in the context of the whole movie, like yeah. I feel like something's missing there. But the fact that yeah. Bud backs down, you know, he he, yeah. he respects the guy, disagrees with him, thinks he's mm. a, an asshole, but he backs down. And then we know that Bud could kill him. To pieces. Yeah, and, and he doesn't. Kill him to pieces. Yeah. Kill him to pieces. <laughs> Literally, he yes. has a Hattori Hanzo <laughs> Yes, he does. <laughs> that he does. Which he lies about. Why does he lie about getting rid of it to Bill? Uh, I, I think to keep that. The only man I ever that, loved. that wall there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I love when her eye gets plucked out and she's thrashing on the ground. And it's like a direct reference to when Daryl Hannah did that in Blade Runner. And she's thrashing <laughs> oh, around on the ground. Like yeah, people yeah, yeah. Have, there's a couple of like super cuts where people have taken Kill Bill and they've they play <laughs> the clips right next to the one that he was referencing, and you're like, oh shit, wow, it's really like a one to one ratio here. It was it was scripted that she would just kind of weep and and you know calm down. Mm. And then in in one take, Daryl Hannah sort of thrashed around and and, and said, I'm going to to break walls and, yeah, and, and yeah. break yeah. things and see if Tarantino likes it. And he did. Oh, there you go. Of course yeah. he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I know that movie. <laughs> and there I was for a second thinking that Daryl Hannah was actually an interesting actress, but no, she was just... <laughs> just re- just, just, just a hack, just redoing the same performance. Nobody remembers films from 20 years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> it 20, yeah, it would have been 20 years ago at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean... But there is always the wisdom of saying, like, what happened there does apply here, yeah. maybe, yeah. you know. I think it's interesting, though, in Kill Bill 2, the music isn't as soundtracky as mm. number one as well. It's much more score-centric, and I think that's also part of that design of the, yeah. the, uh, the juxtaposition of part one to part two. Well, these very, like, very action-based in the first one. Yeah. It was like, this music means that something's going to happen, whereas in this one it is just kind of like, this is where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I would like to talk about the moment when she spins around into the room and there's a little girl there and you're like, <laughs> I remember everything. <laughs> bang, bang. Yes. And then she pretends to die. I yeah. mean, that's, that's a good scene. Yeah, where, where, where she, that, that moment before she decides to like play along and then she just like buys in 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that. I think I don't think enough people talk about just how good Uma's performance is in these mm. movies because it's known as such. It's the Tarantino, it's the action, it's the plot, it's this dialogue. But Uma does such a good job, especially she really in number does carry two. It. And this is the movie that for me, like I kind of discovered Uma Thurman. Like I've liked her in other roles, but they've always been kind of again the comedic. Because again, I was younger. Like- I hadn't. I hadn't watched. <laughs> I. No, I had watched Pulp Fiction before Kill Bill, but I hadn't really paid any attention. I hadn't to watched Uma Kill Bill. I hadn't watched Pulp Fiction um, before. I'm ashamed to say that I was introduced to Uma Thurman in Batman Forever. <laughs> that was probably where I first saw her mm. as well. But then, yeah. like, 
uh, uh, dating the enemy. No, Truth About Cats and Dogs. Um, Is that so Emma? I haven't seen any of these. Yeah, she's oh, she, really. <laughs> she's the attractive one. Um, who oh. is again dating this this man and being fed lines by the less attractive uh-huh. um, Janine? Oh, they're all the same. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I've seen, like, she's in this movie called Prime. It's a stinker. <laughs> I, I hate that. didn't, I didn't hate Prime. I love it. She showed up in. There's a show called Imposters about like con men, and she shows up as like a villain character called uh, Lenny Cohen. Yeah. And she's really good in it. You're like, oh, I forgot Uma Thurman. <laughs> she's stuff. in the British remake of uh, The Avengers. Oh, I haven't of course. seen that, yes. but I, I've seen the poster of that. I really mm-hmm. like her in Be Cool. Still, I haven't seen Be, the, Be Cool or, or um, Get Shorty. Well, definitely watch them in order. Um, Is Get Shorty first? Get Shorty's first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this this is really kind of I think this is her this is the best work she's probably got. Yeah, out and there. again she's kind of fallen back into typecast Uma yeah. now. This were this was a step out for her and and I'm glad that she didn't turn into Mila Jovovich. Like I'm really glad that she didn't <laughs> turn into Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Um but yeah, it, it, like this is I think this is her so at least so far her Magnum masterpiece, opus. yeah. Yeah. Um, anything what else? a note to go out on, right? Yeah. Well, she's done a lot since. No, no, no. no <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but as a but to but, have it, yeah. But as a highlight, to have it as on a, as your peak, on oh, yeah. your resume, yeah. 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 This I mean, is that's... what I'm. This is the best I've ever well, been. Well, that's the yeah. thing. Kick-ass female characters. The bride is very close to the top, almost always on yeah. every list. Yeah. 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 And because she's not, it's not just oh, she's a woman, but she's just doing the man's role that you would have otherwise yeah. seen. It's very. It's about womanhood well, it's, it's about, about motherhood. victimized women yeah yeah like she was she was brutally beaten because she spurned a man and then she's getting her revenge on the people who did it to her yeah um which which that kind of differentiates just from the mila jovovic things where it's just oh she's running around and kicking things because badass women it actually like has a thematic reason for it well i always think of mila jovovic in the fifth element which is love that movie yeah. <laughs> uh but that's that's that is the best of that kind. Oh, Run All the Run was pretty good as well. I haven't seen that yet. Half of you could... need to watch Run All the Run. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't it. watch that in your film course. Uh, you, no, they just made us watch Fight Club over and over and over <laughs> again. Over that movie. Um, uh, hot takes. Yes. Hot, second hot takes. Um, Don't do that. No. <laughs> Hot take, it's the new podcast on that's not canon productions.com. No. <laughs> Is that what your wine one's doing? Denied. <laughs> Actually, yeah, kind of. Oh, hot <laughs> takes. All right, all right. Any other any other good points that we really want to touch on? I think I think I think my opinion of the movie is much better because I saw it first before number mm. one. So I wasn't able I didn't have that because I think we're so used to sequels functioning like they do that when you see Kill Bill 2 after Kill Bill 1 it colors your expectations of what it is and what it isn't. Whereas seeing them in reverse order, you can appreciate it more. Yeah. I think, mm. which is an interesting thing. It it goes into detail a lot more than, uh, and I should say it spends, it jumps around a lot less than the first one. So in the first one where you get detail um, in terms of, uh, just fleshing out all the all the yeah. character connections and their and sort this of where, where they came from. She's done this, and this, this is, is where very, she is now. This is yeah. very focused yeah. on a, a few characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think 
I like this movie more because I've had to justify it to so many people. (laughs) (laughs) Because again, um, I didn't know what to expect when I was going in to see Kill Bill 2, but I did definitely enjoy it immediately, um, even though it was very different. And similar, I kind of went to the next session as well. Um, in the cinema directly afterwards. Did you do that? I did. I've never done that yet. Not yet. I wanted to do it with The Shape of Water, but it never happened. I'm so busy. Um, (laughs) But I I do think, I mean, I think L Driver is a great character in this film. Yeah. I I think we've, we've kind of paid her out, but I think that's, that's kind of what she's there for. Yeah, that's a function um, in the story. Yeah, and I think Daryl Hannah did a really good job at being that, uh, I guess, the heel, but also that kind of, she's the ditzy woman that Uma Thurman isn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of the, and that's why she could never be Uma Thurman because she she, she coddles up to Bill and like that, and that's, where where Bill and and Beatrice were equals in a relationship, there's definitely a subordination in the L relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You could also say that there's a bit of fourth wall breaking if you're if you go if you're going to think about it that L is a replacement for Beatrix. If, if Bill can't have Beatrix, he's going to have L. Yeah. And Daryl Hannah herself, huge in the eighties, great a bit of a bit of a has been now still. Perfectly yeah, capable yeah. of of sensate of, of doing that. <clears throat> no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm not saying she's bad. Just that she used to be. Yeah, she used to be Splash, a star. You know. With, <laughs> now, now she's just competent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That's that's a good place to end. Daryl Hannah is. No, that's, good. A, that's an awful thing to say about. <laughs> Daryl Hannah <laughs> is competent. <laughs> this has been second take. <laughs> No, we'll do a Daryl Hannah, Daryl Hannah season appreciation. We'll do a month next year. <laughs> I'll force that on Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> make him watch Splash. He gets to make watch him watch. Splash. What do you mean? Make him? He gets to watch yeah. Splash. I think he loves Splash. Really? Yeah, because it's short. <laughs> he likes like he likes like Scott Pilgrimy kind of movies, and Splash is not a Scott Pilgrimy kind of movie. The Ron Howard movie. Yeah, okay. You're all right. Okay, so um, I've gushed again, so it's a yes from me. Uh, Same as last week. Watch it and tell me about it. It's a yes from me, and ideally you watch them in a single sitting rather than watching Kill Bill 2 uh, well after the fact. Um, I would disagree with that. Oh. I mean... How dare you? Watching watching the films um, for this for this uh, review, I had to take a break in between them. I could, even though it it does it is a, it is a part of the same story. I could not uh, sort of keep up the the, the mental capacity mm. needed to to give it my attention one after the other. I had to break break them apart yeah. with with a few hours of break. Okay, I, I think I think you definitely can watch them separately, um, but they do. They, they do they, benefit they, from keeping the other in mind when yeah, you're watching but them. But keeping it in mind as them being two pieces of a whole rather yes, than yeah, a yeah. sequel and a, like a first movie and a sequel. And also, unlike most um, sequels and their first films, the order isn't integral to yeah. watching them. 
Yeah. No, um, because the tone is different between them. Yeah, yeah. They're not – I mean, they are a part of the same story, but they're definitely not the same Definitely film. different approaches yeah. to the same yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Which is – it's amazing that they were written as one piece and then they came out as these two very different – well, again, texts, they, yeah. that all comes down to the talent of the director, and yeah. and that yeah. would come down to him being a story. It's like if we're splitting this, I'm going to, I'm yeah. going to embrace the splitting of it. It's not just the movie stops here and then continues yeah. next year. He, part two, he, he, yeah. part two, yeah, yeah. 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 He he developed them in Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he actually like inserted things to make it function yeah. as two halves yeah. rather than. One and again, long piece. pulling in all those references to texts that have done that before, like continuations of stories. Yeah, but like it even it feels a little bit like an anthology, like a two part anthology. Does. To me, it where does. You've got the same people playing the same characters, but they're like directed by different people. Or yes. yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's really a really interesting text, and like it will take something very kind of earth shattering i think to remove these two films from being my favorite film <laughs> i mean so so his new his once upon a time in hollywood you reckon you reckon that's going to be none none of his subsequent films have really come close to really approaching kill bill um like i'll watch them and i will love them and i'm like hmm that could be it's definitely Tarantino. It's definitely one of my favorite films. But as soon as I watch Kill Bill again, like it's just like straight up there. Just yeah. like I'm all I'm always just reminded about why I like it, and it's like it's just going to stay up there. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a Tarantino film that'll knock Kill Bill down. Mm. Do you th- I think, do you think I think Tarantino is getting a little bit run down. Yeah. Like I, th- I think he's losing. I don't know. That he's getting run down. I think he's getting too self indulgent. Yeah. I think he's he's losing that creativity. Yeah. Um. That restriction gives you yeah yeah and when i heard the new one he's just got like a budget of a hundred million dollars i'm like this is just like a crime <laughs> drama that does not need 100 million dollars i will take one of those millions please <laughs> yes and i will make you a movie i'll make a good movie i could take one million to make well, two i don't think i don't think his movie is going to be bad no no it'll be interesting though off the wave if i still i'm worried about going to see it now how after all the stuff about Kill Bill came mm. out and I'm like I don't know how comfortable I am with it but also the cast is really intriguing I just yeah it'll be interesting it, it's it is interesting in, in my 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 order of of Tarantino my second favorite Tarantino is probably going yeah. to be Death Proof Death Proof is in um, my top three is literally Bastards Bill and Death Proof because Death Proof like Kill Bill is a very simple story told in a very evocative style. Yeah. Um so and that that I And think I remember when I like when we first about. met I didn't feel like that about Death Proof and then we literally went and saw the double feature and I hadn't seen Death Proof on a cinema and seeing it on a cinema made it like that for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I very rarely meet people who like Death Proof. They think that Death Proof is Tarantino's worst movie. Worst movie. And I don't know what his worst movie is. But For it's me, not it's Reservoir movie. Dogs, and it's purely because it was his first. It has the markings of it being it's for a first film. I mean, dear God, you, you would trade yeah. your soul for a, a first film that's that good. <laughs> but for a first film, and in comparison to the rest of his oeuvre, I feel like it does have the markings of he's still learning a little bit. I think I would put Pulp Fiction there. Yeah, yeah, you've said this that. This is the simplest of his. Because uh, Jackie Brown 
has those great characters that you follow the whole way through, whereas Pulp Fiction is is jumpy and I feel like it's cliche. But again, that just could be looking back at a text yeah. that created As some of those cliches. Created some of those cliches. Yeah. And, it, and Pulp Fiction was so referential. Like every man and his dog was trying yeah. to do Pulp Fiction after mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction came out. Yeah. And so, you know, you're suffering from that kind of thing. All right. I'm going to do... Um, Sequel. Kill Bill 3. <laughs> you said that and my heart ripped in shreds. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to do a spin-off again. Good. And the spin-off is going to be based around the club owner. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> what, what am I including? He need, he needs to You're going to kill him. He needs to team up with Esteban. Kill club right. owner. <laughs> All right. No. Uh, he's going to team up with Esteban. Esteban is a gangster, of course, uh, south of the border. Uh, and so he's going to team up with there and kind of open up a chain of of, of, oh, of Yes, of a network. Mm. Um, but also get into, into fast food and then also into, <laughs> uh, in, into uh, hotels. You know, because yeah. if, you've got, if you've got brothels and strip clubs, hotels are the next option, nice. you know, because they kind of synergize you. And and time passes, of course, and um, he he gets uh, attacked by various like uh, like community groups for like spreading filth, and so he gets into politics to kind of <laughs> pummel them down. And of course, using Wait, is this Esteban or is this the club owner? This is the club owner politics. supported by Esteban <laughs> gets into politics. Gets into politics, <laughs> um, and one thing leads to another. He becomes president and gets assassinated because he's a terrible person. <laughs> You get very your elaborate way <laughs> to have him killed. Pardon? It's a very elaborate way to, for him to go to get killed. Yep. Okay. <laughs> the movie's got to be about something. <laughs> it's kind of like the reverse Harvey Milk. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say you should have done it like for all like the wrong the Flor- <laughs> You should have just done it like the Florida Project. It's literally just like a two-hour movie of him being a general. Just a relative dick. <laughs> and then and he gets hit by a truck. And then he just the gets end. hit by a truck at the end. <laughs> and it's like a really anticlimactic, non narrative. No, because I really wanted to kind of get into that machete kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where you've got like this corruption all the way machete through. Machete kills. Buy into the universe, I think. A little okay. bit. <laughs> okay. Good. And that's my Good. take. So thanks again for joining us, you guys. Thank you for having us. Or joining me. Um, I'll put links to both the New World Order and Mighty Motion Picture Rangers in, in the show notes. Um, go listen to both of them. I'm on a New World Order, and I'm occasionally on. Picture yeah, I'm Rangers. a guest, but I produce I produce Mighty Motion produce. Picture Rangers, and you're going to guest in like a couple of weeks as well. Anyway, I haven't told you about that yet, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, and uh, yeah, Tura. Indeed, thank you. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, sure, that one. Or second take podcast, you, you find it. Yeah. And Twitter. At second take TNC, or we we have an Instagram. Funnily enough, sometimes we post video. Not well, actually, we have no, no videos. No videos of pictures yet. though. 
that are funny. There was, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really. Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash second take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's, it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Uh, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not it's, allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and and yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk at ourselves. Yeah, yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast, no interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, "That's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works." Just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks uh, very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Good God, aliens are attacking. What do we do, guys? No, we, we'll break for peace. Maybe there's still a chance they'll listen. Fire every missile we have at that godforsaken mothership. And pray to God that it works. No, none of these ideas are going to work. I've got it. What we need to do is tell every citizen to leave their homes naked and just tell them to have sex with toasters in the street. The aliens will be so confused, they'll just sort off. If you'd like to see the alternate takes on political issues ranging from big to small, subscribe to a New World Order podcast at www.thatsnotkindofproductions.com forward slash a new world order. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.